Hello, everybody. It's July 30th, 2021, um, and we're here for the Arkansas Times Weekend Review. I am Austin Bailey. Editor Lindsay Miller has gone off the grid momentarily, um, so you get a shrill middle-aged lady instead. Um, <laughs> and of course, Max Brantley is here to soothe all of our worries. An angry old fart. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So the first thing that I think we should talk about is that Wooster native Kaylee Browning got a silver medal at the Olympics. For shooting a gun. Yeah, but I mean, that's pretty great. I, I get I'm I don't know. I'm old fashioned to me. The Olympics are track and field and maybe a little swimming. And so, I mean, I know it's a real talent to shoot a gun to, to be a trap shooter. And I, no, no. No flies on Kaylee, but uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just a traditionalist. Yeah, well, congratulations to Kaylee and Arkansas represent. Um, there's nothing else going on, is there? Just a, just a virus debilitating just the entire not. state. Yeah, it's kind of too big to even address. Um, so I did see. So so right now we're 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 looking forward to welcoming the the legislators back to Little Rock next week. Um, I'm kind of worried they might not even show up. Um, to well, what do you yeah, think? It's a, well, it's a mess. I you know I I give Governor Hutchinson a few points for trying, but I think you said it well in your screed this morning it's you know the time for tough love is long past i mean they can't be cajoled they can't be reasoned with and 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 i he admits that the chances of him passing even a modest amendment that allows schools to self-determine what they do on masks is going to be hard to pass at the legislature i mean clearly any number of legislators out there have declared already they simply won't do it <clears throat> And it's really crazy, of course, because here's here's the reality. If given the power to have a mask rule, most of the school districts in Arkansas wouldn't do it anyway. Uh, there, there are a few that would. The Little Rock School District, I think, would. Mike Poor, the superintendent, announced this morning that he doesn't think the legislature is likely to act. And so the he's going to ask the school board Wednesday to authorize the district to sue to overturn the 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 law that bans mass mandates and i think frankly a lawsuit's the better course if it can be successful a lot of lawyers think it can i think the governor isn't so sure but it's not only schools i mean that's the immediate concern because 450,000 kids and 100,000 workers are about to go back to work in three weeks into a you know into a petri dish of a very deadly form of the covid fires mm -hmm. but they got to go home. They live in the community. This mass ban also applies to cities and counties, uh, cities with hot spots and leaders with principle, which Little Rock happens to be one, are prevented from taking steps to impose mass mandates in public buildings, for example, or doing something serious about vaccinations for that matter, which is another thing that could be done with another law. And so I, I think going to court and trying to challenge the legislature for overreaching its authority is uh, is a good way to go at this point. But we'll but we'll see. I mean, the the news is is that we're we're increasing mightily every day in the number of cases, and the hospitals are overwhelming. There's just horror story after horror story. There's one on Twitter this morning of a 
fella's older aunt who uh, couldn't get a hospital bed anywhere in the state of Arkansas or the surrounding states, and they have her on a ventilator, on a stretcher, in the hallway outside an emergency room. I mean, this is some pretty ghastly stuff. And, and and the children's hospital is full full of children on COVID, and the legislature just seems to think their personal freedom not only includes their freedom, but blowing in my nose, which kind of upsets the old notion that your freedom ends at the tip of my nose. They want it down my throat. So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. This is, I mean, this this uh, this state is just, you know, I I know that some people want to say, oh well, and and there is some resistance in the minority community old story about vaccine abuse in the bad old days and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there and there are some people with conditions i mean they're at but this is political tribalism it's trumpism there are people dying who say they don't want the vaccine right and and, and so i i just think we have we've created politically in arkansas because of our political nature just a, a hellhole of a situation and it's precisely why it's wrong for the legislature to tell everybody in the state that we've got to be as dumb and as venal and as idiotic as Trent Garner is. Let Little Rock be Little Rock. Let let El Dorado suffer under Trent Garner, but God damn it, let us practice good health care. Yeah, you know, um, right before we jumped on this podcast, um, I was talking with a friend who is panicking because her daughter has been at a... an event at her school it's like a summer camp um and uh found out today that one of the kids that was participating who was not wearing a mask had covid um the kid's mom had covid and now everyone's been exposed and school hasn't even started yet no and and what we know all the doctors say is this particular form of the disease which constitutes nearly all of the cases in the state is a lot more easily transmissible Mm -hmm. yeah the um the cdc has some new data that's alarming Uh, but you know the thing is um I, i feel like we're maybe all of us are just speaking it's the tower of babel and we're all just speaking different languages i feel like the language I'm speaking is I'm, I'm hearing this stuff about the data and the risks and I'm hearing people say put a mask on and I, and I'm getting that and then but I think that completely different things are being said in a different language that maybe we're just unable to understand. <coughs> well, I understand it. I just don't know what it's based on. You know that I mean, there was a great quote may have been in the Democrat Gazette this morning about somebody trying to give somebody somebody something and the guy said well i read on facebook it was bad well you know there's this guy that posts on my facebook video every day just spreading this garbage made up crap about Mm -hmm. the vaccine and it's it's just made up and you know i don't i don't you know i do think some of it is to try and make biden fail i mean i think there's some but some of it is just bat shittery there's this far right wing group in arkansas that I must say isn't always down the line on Republicans versus Democrats. That they're crazy against all, and that you know they're passing around the stuff about affecting your genetics and your fertility and putting microchips in you to track you around. And I mean, there's some crazy people out there. And Absolutely. enough of and enough of that gets out there. And one of the the favorite talking points, well, the FDA hadn't approved it yet. Well, you know, 100 million people have had it, and so far, so good. But I I just think, 
I, I don't know. I, I, people are just easily swayed and I guess. easily made, made anxious, and, and oh, we I just but why, we can't, live in it. why can't they be swayed by the doctors and the scientists? That's that's what's frustrating. Well, to to the extent there is any movement. It, it does seem towards science. I mean, that is the number of people getting vaccinated in Arkansas is increasing. Not mm. by enough to make a significant difference, but, but it is growing. So, I mean, I, I think the stories of people dying on ventilators and saying, I would, saw some 39-year-old guy's last text message his wife before he died was, I should have gotten the damn vaccine. Well, yeah, no kidding, Sherlock. You should have. But and I think I think the TV images of that are having at least some modest impact. Mm-hmm. And so and so that's something. But then you have jackasses like the Surgeon General Gregory Bledsoe, who says, "I'm a doctor. I know this is real. I know you need to take the vaccine." But God dog it, if if the liberals weren't so mean about Donald Trump, people wouldn't feel this way. And I just want to say, screw you, Doctor Bledsoe. You know. You and your daddy and your mama making a half million dollars a year from the state government talking about trust in government and it's the lives fault. Give me a break. I mean, really. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm yeah, kinda getting, I'm kind of getting. If you haven't noticed, I'm kind of getting mad about all this. If you want to well, know, I, know the truth. I so so that that's the the carrot and the stick. You know, I feel like um, liberal people get attacked for being mean, bossy, know it all. Um, but I think so, you know, but but, you know, trying to, to coax people and and, you know, cheerlead and encourage doesn't doesn't work either. Um, I just I, I wish I wish that I wish no, that I don't, I don't, figure out I don't what know, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, the answer maybe uh, is just eventually enough people getting sick and dying and we'll get some degree of herd immunity from enough people being sick, although. They say, and again, I'm no scientist, but you do read that that is the if you don't vaccinate enough, more variants develop, and then it becomes almost impossible to achieve herd humanity, immunity because there are all these other variants swarming mm. around. So I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. I, I think examples do help. Walmart is going back to requiring all its employees to wear a mask. Arkansas Heart Hospital uh, announced today that it's going to require masks or vaccinations of all mm-hmm. its employees. Conway Regional is moving in that direction on required vaccinations to, uh, you know, maybe maybe that gets through to somebody somewhere. I don't know. I mean, we'll uh, I mean, we have any number of institutions. You know, I was I was telling a New York Times reporter who called me this morning who's coming to the state for one of many looks at, at the jellyfish governor, Governor Hutchinson, who calls called a state of emergency and then proposed nothing. <laughs> I mean, he said, well, we'll just call it an emergency. I'm not going to do anything about it. We'll just call it that. But, right. uh, just panic more. Is, but is I was telling the New York Times reporter that if there is a solid gold charity in Arkansas, it crosses every partisan line, and, and it's it, it sometimes maddens me how many millions they get in in donations while some other needy groups suffer. It's Arkansas Children's Hospital because whose heart doesn't go out to a, a dreadfully ill child? Mm-hmm. And they're full of kids on ventilators, and they're beg and they're making people get vaccinated that work for them, and they're begging people to get behind this. 
And I, I just expect them to be the next ones to become all oh, children's hospital. You can't trust those guys. They're just, oh. they're hyping this just to make some money. Oh. I mean, cause that's what they're saying about everybody else. So why not children's hospital too? I mean, it's, these are, these are difficult times. That's all. Yeah. Well, well, so speaking of children, um, I, I talked to Dr. Gary Wheeler early this week, earlier this week, and, um, you know, he, he gave some guidelines. So, you know, if school starts back next week for some kids and um, two weeks for, I think, kids here in Little Rock, if school starts back and nothing has changed, we still can't require masks. He had some good guidelines um, that parents should consider. Basically, you know, the vast he wants to see the vast majority of people masked. Um, so that's one uh one thing that he wants to check off. The other is he wants to make sure that school administrators are taking the risk seriously. And he wants to make sure that anyone who's being bullied for wearing a mask, um, that, that, that that's addressed. And so, you know, he said, you know, he, if, if it were his kids, he would feel comfortable sending his kids. Those criteria were met. And that was somewhat helpful to me uh, to have some, to have some expert guidelines to follow in a very strange constantly changing situation. Well, certainly in Little Rock, they're saying all the right things, mm-hmm. about, you know, about distancing and encouraging masks very strongly. And, and they claim to have made some improvements in ventilation, whether that's true or not, I, I, I just don't know. But, uh, but I mean, at least they're making good sounding statements and that's better than some places that are in the, in the, in the throes of this denial. I mean, I, where you have these just that are nuts and these teachers that say, I'm not like these crazy people up in northeast Arkansas that are just diehard Trumpers and uh, they just don't buy this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned Trent Garner and uh, I kind of, you know, it's 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 a tough one because I think he really thrives on attention on the on all the negative. Yes, attention. yes. He just yes, loves yes. it. Um, and so you kind of hate to give it to him. Um, but man, I think that this is like the best. Well, that's what I, that's what I told the guy from New York Times. I said, you know, I, I hate to say this because I hate to give him any attention because he's such a nut. But I mean, he's become, I mean, he will say anything, however outrageous a quote you want, he'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's not much doubt about that. And then Bob Ballinger's chiming in from, he's up at the ALEC conference in St. Louis. Um, but apparently he's, he's chiming in. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, he's, you know, he's been very much anti-mask mandate, but we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, well, I, uh, some of them that are even every now and then exhibit a certain degree of intellect. Brianne Davis comes to mind of Russellville. Uh-huh. Says, no, it's about freedom. Local people, and the incredible maddening irony is for them to say, by the legislator dictating how my life in Little Rock has lived, the people have decided. I mm-hmm. guarantee effing to you, if you put it to vote in Little Rock, they repeal the mask mandate. Bam. And so, I mean, in other words, their view of the people ruling is they rule that the 75 percent member republican membership of the legislature constitutes the people and it's it's not true but the rest yeah, of us are going to suffer i i think that they i i do think that some some legislators from other parts of the state really just get a charge sticking it to little rock 
any way they can think of. Well, yeah, there's some of that. I mean, it's not wholly a Little Rock thing, but I mean, they just they just believe that they're in control of everything, and and including the governor. And that's that's one reason I favor a lawsuit is is that they have taken they have stripped the governor of so much executive power that we no longer have a, a three branch government. Really, I mean, the the governor is just kind of an appendage to the legislature. I mean, he called he declared a public emergency that's going to require approval of the legislature to impose, even though he proposes to do nothing with the emergency he declared. Right. And, and so, uh, that, I mean, they, they've just usurped every, every power. And of course they can override any veto where he able to issue, he can't pass anything. He's the other great irony is, is Hutchinson trying to portray himself as some sort of middle of the road kind of moderate, which he's not first of all, but he's kind of pleasant about being a far right winger. And, and that somehow that's going to be a path to national success for him, maybe even as a presidential candidate. I just don't see the Republican primary voter as represented by Arkansans responding to that. They, they want red meat. They want to stick it to the libs. They want to, they want to take away individual rights and call it freedom. And uh, he just, he doesn't, he just doesn't wear it well. I, yeah, I do wonder what that strategy is mapped out. What that would what that would look like. Um, and uh, you know, while we were all you know slowly drowning in COVID down here, um, I also kind of uh, a lot of things happening in DC. The the January sixth commission kicked off. Did you watch any of that? I've I've seen just a few scraps of the testimony, and it's just about as bad as you'd imagine. You know, and and there's no respect. That's another thing being turned on its head. Republicans are making the the cops who got brutalized out to be somehow wusses. You know, it's it's crazy. It's, it it's is, just nuts. It is crazy. It is. Everything's crazy. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, what, what should we do? What what should we be doing? What do you think? Oh, I don't. You know, buy a lottery ticket and move to Denmark. Maybe I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that does sound good. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep, you know, just keep plugging. I think what we have to do is on our side of the fence, run candidates for every office, understanding a lot of them, most of them are going to get beat, bus, tail, registering people to vote and then getting them out to vote and and just kind of hoping against hope that there's a better angel in, in, in a larger number of Arkansans that have been evident to date that will say, you know, no. I mean, Trent Garner isn't, doesn't really represent my thinking, really. Mm-hmm. And the cattle dewormer guy isn't really where I am. And, and, and preserving monuments to slavers is at all costs is not necessarily where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I dare not be optimistic about that, but that's, that's the hope anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to pursue all those things, but I'm also going to pursue a lottery ticket in hopes <laughs> of moving to Denmark. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I think that's enough depressing news for, for this week. Maybe next week will be better. I suppose. So I, I should mention that just on a local angle, it was interest today. There's a committee formed to oppose the Little Rock sales tax and it's, oh. Mm-hmm. It's kind. It's kind of interesting. It's a committee. It's led by Lance Hines, the city director, who was among the directors who've been fighting Mayor Scott on this issue. Mm-hmm. And it's others. It's basically a group of Chenal Valley guys, a former head of Delta Timber, uh, 
big Little Rock Athletic Club CEO and, and a John Park, a sign of a printing family who works for the state, and they all live out west. And, of course, it's interesting, Frank Scott's sales tax proposal, part of his emphasis is that he's hoping to help underserved neighborhoods, particularly poor minority neighborhoods that are certainly his base of support. And, and, and he's right that sometimes they've gotten the short end of the stick in, in city affairs. But interestingly enough, in West Little Rock, home of the million dollar houses, a lot of them think that they are responsible for such prosperities exist in Little Rock because of their growth and that they get the short end of the stick. I mean, I don't, Hmm. I, don't, I don't quite see it that way, although it is true that the city still hadn't delivered a West Little Rock Park for them yet. I mean, just to list one example. And so, I mean, there's, I mean, although they've built roads for them and things, I mean, it's like a lot of things. It's it's more complicated than e- either side would like to boil it down to. But that's, I do think they tried to run somebody for city board from that neighborhood and uh, got defeated by Antoine Phillips. And so I, I don't know that they can muster uh, defeat of the sales tax campaign. But I also know that the sort of unity coalition that got Frank Scott elected in the first place, I, I don't detect that it's as strong as it was when he was elected. I think there's some disillusionment in, in my neighborhood with what Frank Scott has done so far. And I think the ongoing fight in the police department whoever is right or wrong is not good for the, for the tax campaign. And so, and we have a violence problem. I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of killings happening and that's, you know, I'm not laying that at anybody's feet, but, but it's, it, it's, it's an element. So what could Frank Scott do, do you think to uh, kind of reunite the unity coalition? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think, He, he needs to solve the police problem. And in my view, you solve the police problem by getting rid of the chief. Uh, even though I'm historically not an admirer of the Little Rock Fraternal Order of Police, the police union, which is the arch enemy of the chief, I just don't think he's been a very good chief. I, I, I don't think he communicates well. And he clearly has played favorites in how he's handled some discipline and some promotional issues. And and not always with good people, particularly with one guy who was under criminal investigation in another city, got favorable treatment. And I just don't think he's demonstrated that he has what it takes to be a successful leader of that department. Mm. But Frank is the mayor is not one who's prone to admit mistakes and he's sticking sticking with him so far. We'll see. I mean, they're fighting. There's been a a review of his personnel practices done by an outside consultant and they're fighting it's completed and they're fighting release of it. The the broad presumption is, is that it's critical of some things that chief Humphrey has done. And for that reason, the city's sitting on it. I, I noticed in an article that they've denied the information to me and to Robert Newcomb, the lawyer for the police who sued over it. And I noticed the Democrat Gazette today reported they also have been denied the material, although I got some of what Newcomb got, which they didn't get, but about <clears throat> some of the complaints against Humphrey. Yikes. But, but uh, they, uh, you know, they, they just don't want to get it out and, mm-hmm. and they should get it out and, and, and let the devil 
sure. every time most, you know. But sure. anyway. so, like Frank Scott, you know, any any person that runs for for public office, I'm always, you know. I definitely like support my favorite candidates, but I always wonder like, why are you doing this to yourself? It just really, I, I really can't, can't quite figure it out. A lot of times it seems, um, it seems like a big job and um, not a lot of um, gratitude. Well, he, he's, I mean, I've said this before. He wanted to be a strong mayor. He's acted like a strong mayor. He's faced with a, a political situation in which he can declare a lot of things, but to spend money, he's got to have majority board support. Mm-hmm. And he only recently has gotten a little bit better in understanding that you can't just dictate to all of them. You got a horse trade with them. And he did finally on putting the sales tax together, although they still haven't quite put the plan together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the, the, the fact of the situation is particularly with where the votes are coming from currently is he just needs to, he needs to work with them a little bit more. And, and, and I, you know, there's some sign that that's happening. So, so, so mm-hmm. maybe that will go on. Now, one other thing I want to mention <laughs> is that I just want to note that courts have now struck down transgender care ban, the abortion ban, and uh, the uh, governor's uh, attempt to cut off unemployment assistance 10 weeks early. Right. There's about, there's about to be a lawsuit over what I believe firmly is unconstitutional usurpation of local powers on on COVID measures. And I don't think we've seen the end of it. This is an out of control legislature that has no respect for the rule of law and that just thinks that they ought to be calling all the shots on everything. Yeah. And, and, and in that regard, it brings me to the judiciary, which doesn't distinguish itself very much. And, this week has been getting a black eye in a Gilbert Baker bribery trial because it's pretty clear whether Gilbert Baker's convicted of bribing Michael Maggio to reduce a jury verdict on behalf of a nursing home owner. It, it, it doesn't really matter. The verdict is in. These were a bunch of sleaze bags. Gilbert Baker, a former Republican Party chairman, Michael Morton, a nursing home magnate, Wormy Mike Maggio, the corrupt circuit judge, and then Rhonda Wood, who's now in the Supreme Court and who was favored with Michael Morton's biggest single campaign contribution. They were all in cahoots. I'm not saying that in a criminal fashion. I'm just saying as big buddies, pals, looking out for each other, part of an effort to get the right kind of people elected to judges so that nursing homes wouldn't have to worry about paying big damage awards. And so, as I say, it doesn't matter if the jury and, and Michael Maggio was not a very good witness. I think it's going to be tough to get a conviction in his case. I think if Gilbert Baker had flipped and told what he knew about his discussions with Michael Morton and his discussions with Rhonda Wood, it would be a, a much different kettle of fish being boiled over at the courthouse. But in the end of it, they all look terrible. The state justice system looks terrible. Rhonda Wood shouldn't run for another term in the Supreme Court, but she will and she'll probably be elected. And that's, it's just a commentary of how badly electing judges can turn out and, and how much influence dirty special interest money can have in those elections. And if anybody's paying attention to this case, they ought to draw that conclusion. I'm just not sure many people are paying attention. So that's Ugh. my soapbox for the day. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that's bleak. Um, <laughs> everything's sounding, sounding bleak, but surely next week will be better. Next so, week will be better, I'm sure. Yeah. So, well, I'm, le- I'm leaving town, actually. I won't be here next week, so. Oh, okay. Well, good. <laughs> Are you going to come back? Yeah, I'm going to come back. I, actually, I mean, 
I'm, my wife is making me do this and, and, and I, I don't want to sound too reluctant, but I'm just kind of nervous. I mean, I, I'm vaccinated and I wear a mask, but getting on a plane, going somewhere and we're going, it's, we're going to an event in New York and it's outdoors, but it's, there'll be people gathering for opera singing. And I, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, well, you know, they're the ones. I feel comfortable in my in my cave here at home. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're 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 the one coming from the red vector state. Right. That may, yeah. they may stop me at the border, not let me in. They might. They might. They probably should, but I hope they don't. I'm I'm glad you're getting you're getting a little reprieve. We'll go be a coastal elite for the week, and then uh, come back, and we'll uh we'll have it all fixed up by the time you get back. Okay. All right. We'll see you. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.